1: more info now.
3: Happy Earth Day, and by Happy Earth Day, I mean the Earth is dying, and people are killing it. Uh, yeah, welcome, welcome to it. Happened here, the Earth Day episode. Now, 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 quick question, Mia. What is Earth? So the Earth is one of many, many, many planets in the universe. Uh, it, it was, it was, it's congealed rock. There's some like melty shit in the middle of it, but on the outside, there's a part of it that's nice to live on and it'd be nice to uh, continue to have it be that.
4: Ah, okay. That's, this is different than what I had been raised to believe, but, uh, but, but I'll, I'll, I'll humor you here. Please continue.
3: Yes. And so, okay, we, we we're going to be talking today about, uh, one, one, one of the many attempts to, uh, destroy the earth. And also Garrison is here too. Hello. Yes. Hi. I'm 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 here also for the Earth. For the Earth. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a special episode featuring a bombing. So it oh, is. Ah, oh, I love a good bombing. Yeah. This is very exciting. Actually, t- technically speaking, it's two bombs. So it it, it, it is near midnight on July tenth, nineteen eighty five. The crew of the Greenpeace boat Rainbow Warrior, which is docked in the harbor of Auckland, which is New Zealand's largest city, a thing that I learned. We're up researching this episode. Wait, really? That's New Zealand's largest city?
5: Yeah.
4: Yeah. There's not there's not a lot in New Zealand other than hobbits and uh, that one show about vampires.
3: A lot of cheese too. They make they make, they make a lot of like make a lot of milk. So they, they yeah, the, the Greenpeace boat is is docked in this harbor. Most of the crew is asleep, or some of them are playing cards, and they are they are relaxing after having celebrated the birthday of one of their crews. Suddenly a massive shock rips through the boat. Water starts flooding into the ship. The lights go out, and the crew thinks they've been hit by a tugboat by accident. Um, that lasts a couple of minutes until a second explosion hits the boat. Mr. President, a
4: second explosion <laughs> has hit the boat. 9-11 joke, yes. Yeah, Very ex- excellent. Good work.
3: So the crew, the like light, light, the people fleeing 9-11, the crew flees the boat, but they realize that their photographer, a guy named Fernando Perriera, is missing. And Pereira, like... It hasn't quite realized that the boat is like under attack. And so he runs back to his cabin to grab his camera. And then the second explosion hits and the boat sinks so fast that he never has a chance to get back up. Um, And he drowns to death. And the crew very quickly realizes that this is not an accident. Um, And rescue divers discover there are a massive, there's like massive holes in the ship from where it had been blown up from the outside. And they eventually determine that this boat which is again a Greenpeace boat that is doing nonviolent civil disobedience has been sunk by limpet mines.
4: Oh boy. Oh, I love a good limpet mine. I'm so happy that we're we're getting limpet mines in this episode.
3: Yeah, yeah, we're getting we're getting limpet mines. We're getting there'll be some special forces boats later or I say boats it's one boat. But yeah, we're going we're, we're 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 going through all of the sort of naval combat greats mm-hmm. here. Excellent. But this raises the question, who would commit such an act of terrorism on the, I can't actually say on the soil of New Zealand because it's technically in the water of New Zealand. In the waters of New Zealand, yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah, off the coast of New Zealand, sure. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, but, okay, so to to answer this question, we need to talk about the anti-nuclear movement. Mm -hmm.
3: And, you know, there's been a kind of rewriting of history about what the anti-nuclear movement was actually about. Um, to basically, like, sort of purely focus on the anti-nuclear movement as something that's just about nuclear power, but that was never true. The movement was always way more larger than that, and a huge part of it was about opposing nuclear weapons, both in terms of, like, opposing nuclear tests and in terms of fighting for nuclear disarmament on the fairly simple principle that uh, having weapons that can kill everyone on Earth around is a bad idea.
5: Well, it's, I mean, a, it's a bad idea if you don't want to destroy the entire earth but yeah that's true yeah if you want to destroy the
4: earth it's a, a pretty good idea actually
3: unfortunately i'm on a living kick right now so i'm i'm, I'm now well, okay, destroying right. everything uh-huh. on earth
4: <laughs> yeah I, it's it's good that you can admit your bias up front though that's yeah important. yeah
3: so this is a very important thing in journalism yeah so you know okay so when we talk a bit about nuclear testing because it doesn't it doesn't happen anymore um nuclear testing Okay, so we used to just, like, detonate nuclear
4: bombs, like, in the goddamn air. Right. You're goddamn right we did.
3: Yeah, and it turns out this this kills enormous numbers of people, but the problem is that it kills them very slowly with increased cancer rates, which is very difficult to sort of track or, like, prove direct causality. And, you know, this is aided by the fact that when countries do nuclear testing, they are almost always killing people. Well, they're almost always dropping this, the, the nukes on indigenous land, which means that they're killing people who the government and most of the country just like does not care about. And you know, you you can you can literally map colonialism and sort of the value that a that a given like a given state places on people's lives by, you know, where they tested nuclear weapons. So, for example, mm-hmm. the US tested nuclear bombs in places like the Bikini Atoll, the Marshall Islands, a former tribal land in Nevada and New Mexico, and in Hatesburg, Mississippi. Okay, so Jesus Christ. All those are bad except
5: except Mississippi. That no, was fine. no,
3: that was also bad because uh, uh-huh. guess get uh, get guess get guess what race the population of Hatesville, Mississippi was. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm.
5: Alright. Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh they got paid ten dollars to I'm get relocated, a, quote unquote. Yeah. This is this, this is this, a, white, this is not a no, white it's not
4: a white city
3: that <laughs> they are blowing up with a nuclear bomb. Um, it's not like it's not like a gated community
5: for white men in their 50s or something no
4: no Um, no the only good nuclear testing we did was back in the day when they used to set off nukes right outside of vegas and and so all of the vegas people would watch (laughs) the nukes go off and then get irradiated that was that was kind of funny yeah they Um, also they
3: they also irradiated the area 51 people one time and that was also extremely funny they,
4: they sure did um, and there was that like guy, I think it was uranium. There was like one of the dudes who was on the Manhattan project. There was this like dude who, uh, uh, there was like an accident and he just sucked down a bunch of nuclear fuel. Um, and they had to like, he could never work in a lab again after that. And he, every, for like decades afterwards, his breath tested positive for like radioactivity. Jesus but he lived Christ. to be like 80 something. Like well, it didn't, good for him. doesn't seem to have hurt him. Um, he said it tasted kind of like like sour candy. Uh,
3: <laughs> well, OK, so he, he's tasted the forbidden nuclear
4: water. Uh, yeah, yeah,
3: no one else has to now. We know what it tastes like.
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Donald Donald Mastic was. He was sprayed in the face with liquid plutonium chloride and <laughs> swallowed Christ. some. Um, But apparently that's fine. <laughs> so there you go, everybody. Drink some plutonium. You'll live a long life.
3: So the U.S., I guess, I guess also tests it on their nuclear scientists. But, yeah, so that those, those were the U.S. tests. The USSR tests the nukes in Kazakhstan, which there's an amazing story about Beria going, there's nobody, nobody lives in this part, nobody lives in Kazakhstan, so we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, Beria, uh, people, in fact, you live there. Um, China tests its nukes at a site called Lop Nor, which is in Xinjiang, because, of course, it is, and... The French do their tests in the Sahara and Algeria until the Algerian Revolution forces them out which uh good for them uh death of the betrayers the Algerian workers councils et cetera et cetera et etc but this means that the French now no longer being able to bomb like their the colonial French. possessions in Algeria yeah they 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 start testing the nuclear weapons on particularly the Moruro, I I don't know how to pronounce this I'm really uh, sorry. Uh, wait, wait, what is a atoll in the in the the South the
4: South Pacific? Oh. Yeah, that I mean that sounds close enough. Yeah, sure. Yeah,
3: and so they they start these tests like in secret. So there are there are people on islands nearby who don't know that there's nukes going off. Like they, they don't even have bomb shelters, right?
4: It's real and- loud
3: these days. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Anybody notice how loud it's gotten here? <laughs>
3: Yeah, I was like, you know, you you can see the fucking mushroom cloud, right? Yeah. But like these people, you know, the, the the French military scientists are like, "Oh, it's fine. They're not going to be in the fallout uh, They're mm-hmm. unbelievably in the fallout yeah. radius."
4: If anyone ever tells you you're not in a fallout radius, that's your first sign that you are in fact in a fallout radius.
3: Yeah, it's never it's never I, a great it's never a great I, sign I don't when think- that's happening. <laughs>
4: I don't think anyone has ever assured a group of people that they're not going to be exposed to radiation and been well, telling see, the truth.
3: Here's the thing, here's the thing. If if they had merely gone to these people and said you're not going to be exposed to radiation, it would have been better because that, then at least it would have had a chance. They just didn't tell these people at all. They were testing a nuke. Sure. They just blew it up? Great. And so <laughs> they they detonate like they detonate nukes all over Polynesia. Um in in uh, uh, actually, a few years ago, there there was a there was a thing called the Marua Files, which was a, b- a bunch of investigative journalists got together. They got a bunch of classified French military documents. They they did they 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 got some scientists together, and they they did a whole thing about the you know the sort of influence that like the the effects of this nuclear testing has. And I'm just gonna read from that. Quote, According to our calculations, based on a scientific reassessment of the doses received, approximately 110,000 people were infected—almost the entire Polynesian population at the time. Good God! So they irradiated like the entire population of Polynesia. Um, this is this is great. Uh, so I mean, yeah, know, that's not
4: ideal. That's not ideal. Yeah. I'll, give, I'll give them that.
3: And okay, so I obvi- obviously. I, uh, nuclear testing has negative effects on humans uh, I feel like I don't need to explain How uh, nuclear testing has uh, Dropping a nuclear bomb on a place Has a negative effect on the environment uh, oh, that oh, seems- Are you sure? Are you sure? No. <laughs> <laughs> it seems pretty I,
4: obvious I think we're all more or less <laughs> caught up On nuking things being bad for them yeah. Except well, ex- Except for underwater aquatic lizards uh, Which seem to do Really well when exposed to nuclear tests Yeah they they
3: yeah. get, look they can they, they 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 have atomic breath now they've mm-hmm. got
4: absolutely yeah big big, uh, big they get to star in a movie with a a surprising number of members of the cast of Simpsons um, <laughs> yeah it's it's all it's all upsides oh and that uh, Ferris Bueller I think was in it so that's hmm. pretty good yeah did these people get to star in a movie with Ferris Bueller uh, no they died of. <laughs> radiation poisoning or oh, well, genetic yeah, defects. Yeah. That's, in cancer. that's unfortunate. Uh, that's unfortunate.
3: Yeah, and, and so these tests and some other tests that the US are doing in the Marshall Islands are the origin of Greenpeace. So there, there there have been environmental groups like the Sierra Club have been involved in anti-nuclear activism because again, it, it bad bad for the environment, dropping dukes. But okay, so the activism that the Sierra Club people are doing is based on bearing witness and the Greenpeace people rightly are like, fuck, Barry Witness, they are dropping nuclear bombs. We are going to try to stop these bastards. The only and- way
5: you can beat a bad guy with a nuclear bomb is a good guy with a nuclear bomb. That's I'm, why in- we should <laughs> ar- <laughs> I'm introducing a new initiative to arm all Greenpeace members. Okay. With a personal, personal tactical nuke. Not yeah, a the joke. Da- the Davy is- Crockett.
3: This, this is, this is I, I am not kidding, France's rationale for why they have nukes, which is that <laughs> the, the thing is literally called, like, the like the, 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 the weak pre- deterring the strong or something, and it's like, ma'am, you are France, like, come on, <laughs> okay, yeah, sure, France is acting for the protection of uh, the, the weak against the strong, it's like, oh my,
4: I mean, look, uh- I would, if I had the option, I would keep a nuke in my basement, you know, just in case. Yeah, someone, someone comes to my house, you know, we, we've got, I've got the option then, right? Like, what if, what if, because like right now, okay, say Pakistan decides to try to rob my house. I don't have a counter to their nuclear arsenal. But if I keep, you know, and I'm not even talking to like six to 10 megatons in my basement, that's enough, I think, to discourage aggression, right? Or if, well, like, my Robert, neighbor there's, decides there's, there's, to there's, call the city on me, you know? I've okay, got an but, option.
3: But, there's a problem with this plan, which is how are you getting the nuke from your apartment to Pakistan?
4: Well, I mean, like, look, it's if they come to my house, right? That way I can I can nuke all of my stuff so they won't want it, and that way they won't rob me in the first place, Right
3: this 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 makes about as much sense as actual nuclear as actual nuclear doctrine so yeah no, i mean it. it's
4: it's worked for decades mia like i don't know what your problem is here <laughs> If it if it's worked for for all of these great powers, you know, it can work for me or I could do what the British do and send, you know, some of my some of my people out. I could send James or or Garrison out underwater with a nuclear weapon and just have them always waiting in the (laughs) sea to nuke my adversaries. If somebody takes me out, Uh, much like the British nuclear fleet. See, we
3: we, we as a human race are really good at coming up with good ideas. (laughs) Yeah. We have, our, ideas, our ideas are amazing they rock we never have any bad ones
4: it is funny that there's just like some guys who are expected to like follow a dead man's orders at the end of the world uh for for unclear reasons like there's just a letter and it's like if all of your loved ones die open this letter and do whatever it says
3: yeah.
4: <laughs> nukes really are really funny systems. when you think about them yeah oh yeah
3: so okay, so in the late sixties and early seventies, there's people who are like, "This is a terrible idea. We should not, in fact, drop nuclear bombs." And these groups in the late sixties become Greenpeace in 1970,
4: uh, 1972. Okay,
3: great so, for
4: them. Good for them.
3: Yeah. All right. So we, we we've we've talked about the like the French having to move their nuclear program uh into into the Pacific after being ran out of Algeria, um. Greenpeace starts doing direct actions against French nuclear testing, mm-hmm. and so so in in, in 1972, Dave McTaggart, who's one of the founders of Greenpeace, sails his boat into a French nuclear testing area. Now, okay, I I I I have my issues, sort of in principle, with like nonviolence as your like pure organizing political principle. But if if you are willing to sail your boat under a nuclear bomb to stop it from going off, that is that is pretty based. Yeah, I man, I
4: have trouble. I have trouble like coming up with any uh, any any critiques of that. No,
3: this rips, and like <laughs> yeah. and the other thing is like you know th- this isn't this isn't a stunt, right? Like they are they are actually prepared to get nuked. Yeah, no, that's that seems like a, a pretty uh, yeah. yeah
4: commitment. Yeah, it,
3: I'll give it, them that. It, it, it's it's sick, uh, and so they they refuse to leave, and the French the French Navy eventually gets so pissed off that a French Navy ship rams their boat like a fucking trireme. In order to get them Hell out, yeah. <laughs> so they're they're forced out because uh, they're rammed by a trireme. Uh, so happens Greenpeace, to the best of us. We've all yeah, been there. So sometimes, sometimes you just get you just get rammed. I don't know. It, it happens. Mm-hmm. So true. <laughs> so they they Greenpeace tries to go to the International Court of Justice to get a ruling to force France to stop the testing, and the French government. It uh, stakes out what I, 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 I claim is like the primary status political principle, which is that what is justice to a man holding a gun? And they just absolutely ignore the, the International Court of Justice. So they, in, in 1974, they're trying to do another set of nuclear tests. And this time, you know, so Green, Greenpeace is like, OK, well, we're going to we're going to send like a flotilla of boats out this time. Did you just say a flotilla? Yeah. Yeah. Is that a word?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a group of boats, Garrison. Yeah. I
5: that's like a that's like a murder of crows thing. A no, fo- no, yeah, is, yeah, but like, this, yeah, this, is, yes. this is a very
3: common name for a bunch of boats. I've never I've never heard that before.
4: Now yeah, you a, fl- have. a flotilla. Yeah, uh, L. Ron Hubbard had a flotilla of boats <laughs> that he made teenagers pilot and jump off of when he was angry at them. You know, I, uh-huh. I, I was
3: thinking about this. I think this is actually the first flotilla of boats that we've had on any of our shows that is good. That that's not that's not commanded by L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> yeah, or like the Moody's. Mm-hmm. It, it's a it's a whole it's a whole sort of line of bad. But this 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 is a good flotilla. But the Navy this time is like, okay, we're not gonna mess around with these people, like, and you know, let them get inside the testing zone. Uh they so they just board McTaggart's ship and just beat the shit out of him and his crew. And so the, the 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 French Navy claims that like, oh, the Greenpeace people just like turned around on their own and uh, uh McTaggart you know, McTaggart's like very badly, visibly hurt. So he like shows up to the press and the the, the French Navy goes, oh, I mean, he's like McTaggart is like he is he he is like blind in one eye for several months. Like he is very, very badly beaten. And uh, the French Navy claims that was actually the result of a fall, which mm-hmm. I, 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 I will allow you to draw your own conclusions. You walked into a door.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you
3: draw your own conclusions about parallels between the state and domestic abusers. But yeah. Yeah, unfortunately for uh, the French Navy, the Greenpeace crew have managed to, like, get the beatings on camera, and they're able to smuggle, like, the film canister off the boat and get it to the newspapers. And so the newspapers the next day just have a bunch of, like, pictures showing the French Navy just beating the shit out of these, like, random Greenpeace people. Mm Mm-hmm. And this eventually actually works, right? Uh there, there there's sort of there's I mean there's there's a sort of political pressure campaign that Greenpeace is waging. There are these there are these campaigns in the French courts to get the government to stop and eventually in 1974 the French government agrees to stop conducting atmospheric tests and nuclear weapons. Now, Robert, do you know who else stopped conducting uh, atmospheric testing after years of public pressure campaigns? The
4: US and the USSR?
3: Uh, yes, but also the products and services
4: that oh that this support podcast. this podcast yeah no i mean uh, most most of them most of them
1: more info now.
4: Ah, we're back. Uh, and, you know, that I, I'm, I'm hearing now that we, uh, we did have an ad from Blue Apron in there who does continue, like, low-Earth orbit uh, atmospheric nuclear weapons testing. But, you know, it's the only way to get your food boxes to you in a timely manner. Um, They they have to use the Orion drive, which is uh, a a special spacecraft engine that relies on popping nuclear weapons out of the back of a spaceship and using them to accelerate it to near light speed. Um, It's actually that's a you can look that up. It's a pretty cool idea. I think we should do it.
3: It it is very funny to me that it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, we, we have this incredibly convoluted drive that's powered by nuclear weapons and it it gets you to around the speed of light maybe
4: <laughs> it's it's not even convoluted it's literally just the spaceship poops out a nuke and it makes it go faster <laughs> yeah,
3: i i oh, we, we can't it's even, it's, like, it's a
4: fun idea i'm going to be honest with you i think it's a fun idea
3: it is but it, like it, it can't even get you to like the next solar system very fast
4: well nothing probably ever can which yeah. is why we're all doomed to die alone in the dark yeah very sad
3: mhm other thing that's sad okay so the french government agrees to stop doing like tests in the atmosphere right however mm-hmm. this is just atmospheric tests i never agreed to stop doing like non-atmospheric tests so in, in 1985 the french government is gearing up to do another round of nuclear testing and greenpeace is once again bringing a flotilla to try to stop them now Gre- greenpeace already in 1985 they've been involved in another anti-nuclear well okay really it's this, it's it's all the same anti-nuclear campaign but so the, the other people who are dropping nukes in the in the pacific are the US and when they they nuke the marshall islands the people of this uh island called rongelap uh began suffering from radiation exposure even though they were also once again told by the american government that they were fine and so the, the US is going to drop another nuke and they refuse to evacuate these people and so greenpeace like Brings their boats, like brings the Rainbow Warrior and uh, so these, these people ask like Greenpeace for help. So Greenpeace like evacuates them all to another island and like brings like construction materials and supplies so they can like set up on a new island. And it's this really. I don't know, it's it's a really sort of grim. Look into what, you know, like what this nuclear testing actually means, which is that a bunch of people who've been living in a place for hundreds of years Are forced to flee for their lives like you know the state won't the state won't even like ethnically cleanse them right like they they are they they are forcibly relocated from their homes but the state won't even do it because the state's like no it's fine we're just, just gonna die radiation poisoning and so they have to get someone else to like move them and it's i don't know it's it's really bleak uh these people survive which is good but the u.s doing nuclear testing in the marshall islands which i i'm betting at least forty percent of you don't know of the U.S. control. Um, yeah, it it sucks. So okay, so they, they 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 get done with this evacuation. They're back in Auckland, and then their flagship, the Rainbow Warrior, gets bombed. And Greenpeace talks later about how they actually got really lucky because you know remember what I said earlier: there were people who were still awake, like playing cards. If those people had been in their cabins, a bunch of them basically would have drowned immediately because the cabins got flooded instantly by the first bomb. So they got very lucky. Only one person died. I. I, To this day, I do not understand why the people who did this thought they could do this without killing anyone. Like, I, it's baffling to me. I, I I, don't know. I. Well, at least they claim they weren't trying to kill anyone. Uh, so New Zealand police start investigating, you know, hey, there's been a, a like a terrorist attack on a boat in our harbor. Sure. And yeah, that that seems like a thing you'd look into. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and, I, I get that. They, they get very, very lucky. And they get lucky because there are two people in this boating club who are like watching the harbor, trying to see if it, like trying to catch someone who's been stealing diving equipment. And in the middle of the night, they see a man in a black wetsuit. Carrying a Zodiac inflatable speedboat ashore and get into a Hell van. Yeah. Now, Hell okay, yeah. so so it's it's unclear to me which bottle Zodiac this is, but for people not familiar with boats, uh Zodiac makes something called the Mill Pro, which is a a like it's an inflatable speedboat that is used by like most of the world's special forces units. And so these two guys are like, this is really sketchy. And so they and, and so they they they're you know, they, they put two and two together when they realize that a boat's been blown up. And they're like, oh, my God, it was probably these guys. So they go to the police and they're able to get the license plate of the van. And so the staff at this like van depot have to like sit there and like stall the two people in the van and keep them from leaving long enough for the cops to show up, which is something I really, really desperately want a video of. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it just sounds really funny.
4: I do love the idea of like the average people who work at like a car rental company <laughs> yeah. being asked like, hey, could you do like a little bit of counter-terrorism for us today? Just like a skosh of it in between denying people rentals because they don't have a credit card. Um That's
3: amazing. And, okay, so the, the cops show up, and they arrest these, this couple who are claiming to be newlyweds. But the, the 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 New Zealand government quickly discovers that both these people have forged passports from Sweden. Hell well, yeah. They're, they're, great, yeah, they're on great. fake swish passports. <laughs> and so they discover their real names, and, uh, by God, is that the Marseillaise? That is a man with a baguette. It is the French CIA. They have planted this bomb. <laughs> and... <laughs> To what their, is the French CIA called?
5: Uh hold on. Because we can't just say the French CIA yeah, so in the Yeah, so it's the it's
3: the Directorate General for External Security or okay, DGSE. No, then- that
4: is definitely oh, that's fake. a, a much is, worse much no, worse oh, acronym. definitely. We're
5: going to we're going to go back to calling it the French Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, going to read it I'm going to read secret it
4: in police, French. Secret <laughs> police, I think we can all agree, secret police need to have three letter acronyms. CIA, yeah, no, GRU, is... FBI, like it just doesn't work with four. Yeah. Or what... you need to have one kind of sinister sounding name like the Mukhabarat, but like the DGSE. <laughs> oh my god. god. I'm hey. sorry, that sounds like a bank. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah i mean it's the it's the direction general de la security no it's no that's all no, that's absolutely, trash, absolutely trash. France, you ten. have
4: been you have been suppressing people for so long and you don't have a better secret police name than that that's shameful
3: yeah uh by the way their address uh six
4: that's a great fucking name yeah, for your MI6, secret good police. Name, good name incredible or mi5 whatever the real one is
3: yeah. Uh, anyways, if, if if you if you ever want to go like take a visit to these people, their their headquarters is on one forty one Boulevard Mortier, Paris, France. It's at yeah. uh, 40, for, uh, forty-eight dot uh, eighty seven forty four North two dot uh, four zero six seven yeah. East latitude.
4: Great. I don't need to go back to France. Yeah, go fuck with the DGSE. <laughs> I'm not that so, big a wine guy. It's fine. <laughs>
3: So they, they, they catch these agents whose names are, I shit you not, Gene Camas and Jean Luke Castare.
4: No. Yeah, that's, no. that makes sense. No.
3: So the the, the, the the police catch these two. There's like 10 other, well, there's like eight other people involved. Uh, Two of them get, I think like maybe two, one or two of them get caught in Australia, but the Australian police aren't able to hold them long enough for the forensic evidence to come in. So they have to release them and they flee. And there's this whole thing where like they flee at a yacht and then they get on a submarine and the submarine shoots the yacht to sink it it's 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 a whole thing and, and I I I actually okay it probably is worth mentioning here that the as the, as 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 silly as the French CIA's name sound name sounds like they have one of the most extensive networks of surveillance and sabotage of any intelligence agency in the world it never gets talked about but they have, they have people everywhere. They are lethal. They absolutely suck. But yeah, so they, they get caught. And the, 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 the French order an investigation. And their first investigation concludes that, like, well, we asked. OK, so these people are our spies, right? But we just asked them to spy on Greenpeace. We didn't ask them to do a bombing. And everyone's like, okay, yeah, sure, French government. Uh, so the the the, the French We've media. We've all does, been
4: there, yeah. Yeah,
3: it's like, well, no, okay. So you, you 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 may have caught two of our spies dragging a Zodiac boat while, like with a guy in a, a guy in a wetsuit dragging a Zodiac boat into a van. But that doesn't mean he did the bombing. And the, the French media does their own investigation and like quickly concludes that like not not only. Did the French order the bombing? The bombing was personally signed off on by French defense minister Charles Herdou. and also quite possibly uh, French pre- uh, French president Francois Mitterrand. And Well, okay, at is, least
4: Mitterrand's got a good name for an evil president. Yeah,
3: you know, well, this is interesting, right? Because if, if you know your French history, for those of you who know your French history, you will note that Mitterrand is a man of the French left. He's 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 the prime minister. Uh, he's the president from the from France's Socialist Party, right? He has okay, like okay, he has a program of amnesty for Italian communist terrorists. Where like, if you're able to make it to France, they won't extradite you. That's pretty cool.
5: The communists would never have a nuclear bomb.
3: <laughs> so so very famously, Antonio Negri, who's the guy who writes a bunch of books that are very famous in the early two thousands. Uh, he he's he's like he's one of the the founders of the autonomists. Uh, he flees. To uh, he uses this to flee to France after the Italian government accused him of being the mastermind of the Red Brigades, who had just kidnapped and killed former Prime Minister Aldo Moro. So Negri gets himself parliamentary immunity by getting elected as an MP and then flees to France, which is just very funny. And then Mederand refuses to extradite him. So okay, so on the one hand, you would think that Mitterrand is like, I don't know, kind of cool. I I don't I I but don't no. think so. No. I don't I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so Mitterrand. I okay. So. In in terms of sort of being sympathetic, Mitterrand is like a is a kind of different kind of neoliberal than the kind that we that we sort of know. So I I, my I would classify in terms of sort of neoliberal, like neoliberal politicians, right? Like neoliberal heads of countries. I think there's sort of like three kinds of them. There are sort of the right wing hardliners people like Thatcher, like Pinochet and Reagan. Although Reagan's weirdly Reagan is slightly less hardline than like Thatcher is, but. Yeah. So, okay. so there's there's those people. There's the sort of like third way neoliberals like Clinton and Tony Blair, who are like, I guess, like liberals in the American sense, but are still sort of like real hardliners on economics. And then there's a group of people I would call like the the quote unquote socialist neoliberals like Mitterrand and Italy's longtime Socialist Party prime minister, uh, Bettino Croxy, like I don't know if I can actually call him the most corrupt man in Italian politics, but like he's like at least in the top five. But he he's prime minister for like 20 years and he, he's also like this. So th- these are these are people who are nominally socialist and we'll talk about like doing socialism, but then are also like implementing neoliberalism. And, you know, the, I, I, I think the closest thing to this in the U.S. is like if Carter had beaten Reagan, we still would have gotten neoliberalism, but it would have been sort of like softer than it was under Reagan So, you know, you you have your sort of kinder, gentler form of neoliberalism. And do you know who else advocates for a kinder and gentler form of neoliberalism?
4: Oh, not Blue Apron. No, they they support going going right back to the old days. We're talking like East India Trading Company. In fact, as we speak, Blue Apron's (laughs) flotilla is on the coast of India right now, ready, ready to try their hand at making another Raj in Calcutta.
3: We wish you could all see Garrison's face. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now.
4: Ah, we're back.
1: So, all right, the the consequence
3: of this is that, you know, despite the fact that Mitterrand is, like, nominally a socialist, he is completely committed to nuclear testing as part of his, like, nuclear deterrence program. Um, Funny how that that always happens, huh? Yeah! Yeah. You know, (laughs) yeah. Now, supporting colonialism is not out of character for Bidarand, who, as part of a previous coalition government in the fifties, had presided over the guillotining of Algerian rebels. But uh, his his reaction to his government and possibly also him personally bombing the Rainbow Warrior is not good. Yeah. So no. well, that's nice <laughs> to hear, at least. Not a not a great look, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, so, so because French people are extremely normal, the reaction in the French public about their government carrying out a terrorist attack is that there's a giant nationalist upswell and people get really angry because uh, <laughs> they're, they're demanding that the two French intelligence agents, who again are serving 10 year manslaughter sentences in New Zealand for bombing a ship involved in nonviolent civil disobedience in the harbor of a country that France is not at war with. People are mad that they are like being held in prison, yeah. And yeah they're no, demanding I mean, they be released.
5: That that makes sense from like the fr- yeah the French it, it, nationalist side. It's the,
4: it's the French far right. They're pretty yeah. Well, pretty pretty bad. The French far right. Like like again,
3: like, they, like lots like lots of just like non far right people in France get involved in this. Yeah. And they had this whole thing about the, the way they talk about it is amazing that they, they talk about it in terms of liberating them. It's like they just murdered a guy with a bomb, like the multiple, but they use two mines to blow this ship up. It's just like, and, and so the Midian's government's response is they start putting sanctions on New Zealand's exports. That's funny. <laughs> awesome. That's funny. And, and this is this is a huge deal for New Zealand because- uh they they have a you know New Zealand's economy is like in large part an agricultural based export economy and they export just an enormous amount of cheese to France. And yeah, butter. I did not I I did not know that. Yeah, well so I I New Zealand is like one of the world's leading dairy producers.
5: Yeah. I, th- I thought they mostly just made those, like, Elfin, Dwarf, and Wizard movies, but... Oh, huh. n-
4: yeah, I mean, they they do make a lot of money producing Limbus Cakes, uh, which which can keep you going for an entire week, you know? Wait, um, I'm,
3: I'm realizing, I'm realizing now, I'm, I'm not... Gare, do you know the story of how uh, of, of how New Zealand got, uh, was, was, like, dragged into supporting the Iraq War and sending troops to Iraq? No. Okay, Okay. I need to tell the story because I'm realizing there's some of our listeners who might not have heard this the last time I told the story. Okay, so
5: in, in, oh, in the
3: WikiLeaks papers, it comes out that New, Zeal- New Zealand sent troops to Iraq because the- – so New Zealand had had a, a milk for oil program mm-hmm.
4: uh-huh. where
3: they would trade milk to Iraq for oil, for and oil, the U.S. Yeah. threatened that after, the- after they invaded Iraq, they were going to cut off the milk for oil deal. And this was this was like Fonterra, they're like the giant uh, uh, like milk cooperative in in New Zealand was so powerful, and the New Zealand government was like, "Fine, don't don't cut, don't cut off our dairy, uh, our, our milk for oil program. We will go to war." So yeah, uh, New Zealand, New Zealand, New Zealand did not go to war mm-hmm. for oil. New Zealand went to war for the milk market, and
4: and that's why we called it a coalition of the willing. Yep. <laughs>
3: Oh, New Zealand
4: is a truly a cursed place. And, and you know, and the,
3: the in, in, I mean, in I, I, thing, I don't
4: think New Zealand's the cursed one in that no, I mean,
3: it's true. But they also like the, this is the this is the second time that New Zealand is going to capitulate to like the to, to the demands of a violent imperialist in order to save their cheese market.
4: I mean that's that's like a fair criticism of New Zealand, but as an American oh, uh, the US I is- <laughs> I do feel like I don't really have much room to like talk shit on this that's particular true. issue.
3: <laughs> it is it is, it is it is our fault that this yeah. is all happening.
4: Yeah. I, I just am not gonna blame New Zealand <laughs> that's, for this okay, one. Okay, that that's fair, that's fair.
3: I I, I I will kind of blame them for this one, although this is also France's fault. Yeah. So what, what what they're able to do is they're able to. Well, OK, partially also. So like eight of the other people who are involved in this bombing, like are just got out free. And so New Zealand is like, hey, will you guys like send us these people so we can try them? In fact, it's like, no, absolutely not. In fact, we will impose sanctions on you. And what they're able to do is they're able to force New Zealand to like enter U.N. Arbitration, even though, yeah. again, they've already arrested and convicted these two guys. Right. <laughs> because they obviously did it. And the U.N. in typical U.N. fashion goes, okay, so France is powerful and New Zealand isn't, so fuck them, and they negotiate a deal where, like, these two French officers are going to be, like, released and stationed in this, like, tiny island at the French control for three years. And so the French doesn't... They don't even do that. Uh, they They pull these guys out in less than two years. So New Zealand is... It doesn't go great. I mean, it, I don't know. I say it doesn't go great for them. In, in in the short term, they suffer a series of catastrophic defeats. In the midterm, the French eventually get ordered to pay eight point one million dollars to Greenpeace, who use the money to make another boat called the Rainbow Warrior Two, and good, continue to like sail fleets to stop French nuclear testing. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm gonna read from Greenpeace's website. Quote, in 1995, the Rainbow Warrior II was boarded by French commandos as it, let f- as it led further protests against nuclear testing at Moria Atoll. When Greenpeace activists were asked for their names, they only gave one, Fernando Pereira, which is the, the name of the guy who the, the French had killed earlier. So they, 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 they have their I'm Spartacus moments, and, you know, eventually it, it takes a very, very long time. But- yeah. They win in in, 19, in 1996. Uh, France and China do like one last nuclear test and then sign the Comprehensive Nuclear Test Ban Treaty. Uh, India and Pakistan do a pair of tests each in 1989. But since then, no country has tested a nuclear weapon except North Korea, who does it all the time. But you know, I I I, I don't I don't I don't know what Greenpeace is supposed to do about about North Korea
4: testing nuclear weapons. Yeah, I mean, look, you you can't. <laughs> like, I, it, it, and it is. I will say this, like. From a realpolitik point of view, you know, there's an argument to be made that, like, yeah, the 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 kind of balance of of nuclear power uh, certainly provides a degree of protection to some countries. But my argument would be not having tested your weapons makes them more frightening if you're France and you're like look man anyone who tests us we don't know what's going to happen when we fire these things we don't know if they're going to go to the right place we have no idea what will happen when we fire our nukes so come on and fuck with us but literally anything could happen that just seems like a better threat to me I I, I'm I'm, I'm not
3: going to advocate that one but, no, you know, I think, but I think but I think that's save. the
4: stance. I think that's the stance. You know, build increasingly large weapons and never test them, so that we just know if shit goes down, we could all die. You know, okay, well,
3: It doesn't involve nuclear testing, so I got. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm coming around to this position. Yeah,
4: never, never test them. Just build increasingly <laughs> large doomsday devices, and be like, no one knows what will happen if we have a war. Why not? <sighs> Maybe but- none of them work, and we all get to really think about what we've been doing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, I, I, in all seriousness, though, this is a massive victory. There are there are millions upon millions of people across the world, and millions of people who have yet to be born, who, who are going to live their lives free of the effect of radiation poisoning because That's people good. stood up and fought nuclear testing. Yeah. And, you know, this is the message that I want to sort of end Earth Day with, with, which is, the people who are destroying this world are incredibly powerful and they are willing to kill protesters in order to keep their power and keep maiming the world further. But if yeah. you just keep fighting them, no matter what they throw at you, if you just every every single time they hit you, if you just come back and keep fighting them again,
4: you can win. And this is this is the way that it happens. All right. Well, that's that's a good that's a nice that's a nice note to end on. So everybody get out there um and uh get
5: nuked once and then everything's fine
4: yeah yeah get nuked once and you'll be okay like that scientist who drank the plutonium it's surprisingly easy to not die when you get exposed to unbelievable quantities of radiation that seems like a responsible note to end on
1: more More info now.
4: It's Zumo Play.